This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 970. Why it's a blessing not to work 996, part two, by Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. And I'm Dan, and uh, today is actually a continuation from yesterday, so if you are just discovering this show, or if you're skipping around and picking and choosing what you wanna listen to, I would recommend going back and listening to episode 969 first. Otherwise, you might be a little bit confused about what we're talking about here. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to the second half of this post as we continue optimizing your life. Why it's a blessing not to work 996. Part two by Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. Overwork damages brains and bodies. Chronic overwork leads to what I call busy brain syndrome, where the overstimulated and exhausted brain can no longer switch off affecting our physical, mental, and cognitive well-being. Perhaps you've noticed how being chronically tired leads to the loss of self-care. Plans to exercise fly out the window. Healthy eating is replaced with snack and fast food. Sleep is disturbed. And then there's the risk of an increasing reliance on potentially addictive substances, including smoking and alcohol. Overwork leads to raised levels of the stress hormones cortisol and adrenaline. A review led by UCL London that analyzed data from 25 studies involving over 600,000 people and another 17 studies of 528,000 people found that working more than 11 hours a day increases your risk of heart attack by 67% compared to those who work seven to eight hours. Overall, the review found that working more than 55 hours a week increases our risk of stroke by 33% and heart attack by 13% compared to working the standard week of 35 to 40 hours, even after accounting for other risk factors of age, sex, and socioeconomic status. Hmm, is all that overtime really worth a few extra dollars in your pocket? We're dead for an awfully long time. Overwork stifles creativity and innovation. We all carry a certain amount of mental load, but when that load is super heavy, the compounding effect of that mental fatigue is the equivalent of trying to swim upstream in a river of molten toffee full of nuts. It's exhausting, frustrating, and ineffective. When you've got a lot on your mind, your brain compensates by seeking the easy route of going with what you already know, rather than seeking to allow your imagination to come up with new ideas. It's because it doesn't have the mental space, read, energy, to allow you to think more broadly. Regularly uncluttering our mind from work-related activities would not only give Marie Kondo great joy, but it also helps us all to find greater peace of mind, new insights, and happiness. What you choose to do here is less important than actually doing something different, whether it's scheduling a regular weekend break, a daily appointment just for you to exercise, meditate, read, or snooze, or a five-minute break out of the daily humdrum of busyness. Overwork leads to anxiety and depression. It's not just Facebook that's making us anxious. Feeling overwhelmed by having too much to do and always operating from a place of time poverty is contributing to the epidemic of workplace stress and mental distress. The new buzzword of psychological safety acknowledges the need for effective stress management to deal with the very real problems of disengagement, loss of motivation, and loneliness being experienced at work starting by ensuring working hours are reasonable. The solution to overwork requires individual and collective input, beginning with one, providing an environment that supports best workplace practice and making downtime a necessity, not a luxury. 
For example, current pilot fatigue management means the maximum daytime flight hours are now nine, eight at night, with rest periods of 10 hours, including the opportunity for eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. Things have improved in the medical system too, though reports from the AMA indicate one in two doctors in public hospitals are still working on safe shifts. Volkswagen turn off their internal servers between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. to prevent work-related emails being sent. Two, nurturing positive interpersonal relationships built on trust, kindness, and friendship. Looking out for each other doesn't have to be hard. It's about remembering to step out of our bubble of busy to notice what's going on around us and to take appropriate action as required. Three, deciding how much is enough. If you have no boundary to delineate the distance between start and finish, how do you know when you've got to your destination? Setting realistic and flexible deadlines can help. It's good to have a finish point in mind, but if other projects, tasks, or life circumstances indicate it's going to be impossible to achieve, acknowledging our human fallibilities, if they are such, including the need for sufficient good quality interrupted sleep and time away from the office, grants us permission to alter or reschedule our goals. Four, getting better at saying no. If you're a people pleaser, this can feel hard, but failing to do so increases the risk of the burden of failure, resentment for the person who's added to your load, and eventual burnout. And five, scheduling time out to think, or not. Two of the biggest challenges we face from overwork is firstly, not taking the time out to think quietly, reflectively, and deeply, meaning we stay caught up in the perpetual hamster wheel of overbusiness and overwork. Secondly, it denies us the space to let go of all that focused thought. To be more mindful and present to what is happening now leads us to be either fixated on future planning or past ruminations. We're now operating in a global village, meaning it's vital that everyone be provided a safe working environment which cannot happen while outdated and dangerous workplace beliefs, including overwork, are allowed to fester and persist. That's why it's important to have leaders who care sufficiently for the health and well-being of every person who works for them, based on the understanding of why overwork isn't just outmoded, it's dangerous. That's smarter, sharper thinking at work. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Why It's a Blessing Not to Work 996 by Dr. Jenny Brockus of drjennybrockus.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks a lot to Dr. Jenny for a great ending to this post. One thing that I didn't mention about her in yesterday's post but wanted to mention now is that in addition to being a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician and best-selling author, 
She's also a speaker and the creator of BrainFit, an essential guide that explains clearly and simply how the brain is affected by your choices and lifestyle decisions. If you're ever left feeling it's getting tougher to stay human, wondering how we became so work-oriented we've forgotten how to feel complete and truly thrive, it's time to press pause and ask, one, how can I achieve my goals without driving myself into an early grave? Two, how can I have the energy, vitality, and drive to be at my best every day? And three, what can I be doing differently to live a good life, fulfilled, happy, and healthy? And BrainFit can help you answer these questions, and uh, you can learn all about it on Dr. Jenny's site, which again is drjennybrockus.com. And that wraps up another episode of Optimal Startup Daily. As always, I thank you so much for being here with me and for clicking subscribe or follow in whatever podcast app you use. So with that, I'll say goodbye and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.